1: Here to set you free. Happy Thursday. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back. Only true democracy in talk radio of four and by you, the people. Hey, we're live in the radio nationwide, streaming live worldwide on the World Wide Web. LeslieMarshallShow.com forward slash stream. We stream live when we broadcast live Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. In this hour, not one but two great guests joining us. As always, you can as well. You have questions or opinions, comments you'd like to make. Eight 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 six Leslie, eight 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 six five three seven five four three is the number. And uh, you can also tweet. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. We'll incorporate your tweets throughout the hour as well. Uh, first up, we have joining us Michael Shore political correspondent from al jazeera america he's been on the program before and uh it pretty much seems that it's either trump or the republican party not both michael welcome back to the program happy thursday more than a pleasure to have you with us
0: I'm delighted to be here. Nobody told me there was going to be another great guest, though Leslie. Well, there.
1: well, Michael, you know you're the great. Are you on first? Are you on first? That's, <laughs> I,
0: that's a good point. Good point. Yeah. You know, Ask one of the an reasons answer.
1: we get one of the reasons we get along. Um, I, I swear to God, I I, I just got to tell you this one time. To- one time, I got an email from Roger Ailes, and I am a contributor, and I'm a liberal at Fox. I was a little nervous, you know, when the boss sent you an email. Right. This is years ago, and I opened it up, and um, it said, um, good job tonight on Hannity. And I was in New York, and so I was on set, and so uh-huh. he must have been watching. Right. So instead of saying thank you and be happy, just you know the kind of side of me that's similar to you, I think well, one of the reasons we get along is I said, what do you mean good? It wasn't great? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) And then after that, I'm I'm still employed there, so I guess that was okay to do.
0: It worked out, yeah. Let's
1: talk about somebody who definitely thinks he's great and wouldn't even ask, um, and that is uh, Donald Trump. Um, It's either Trump or the Republican Party, not both. Or is it? And I say that because you know that Trump constantly dangles that threat of, I'll run as an independent if you don't kiss my butt, GOP. right.
0: Well, here's the thing. You know, with the the idea of breaking this pledge, they all made a pledge. They raised their hands, or more, and Trump didn't raise his hand. Then, subsequent to that, they made a pledge that they would support the candidate. Well, now. Rather than you know, they're trying to get Trump to say that he's going to break the pledge. But John Kasich indicated yesterday that he might break the pledge by saying that if Trump is the nominee, he wouldn't support the party. Um, So you know, it's exactly right. You're asking, is it going to be the party or is it going to be Trump? If Trump is the standard bearer and he is the guy who who wins this nominating process, there are going to be a lot of people who have to figure out whether or not they need to choose a guy who will likely lose a general election or the party and stand up to him. And that's going to be a very difficult thing for some people.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask because, as you know, he he went from 30 percent to 38 percent in the state of South Carolina. And the 8 the percent bump is after he made those remarks about Muslims. We know how important South Carolina is, um, certainly uh, in a primary. And if he can get that state, he might, in fact, be the candidate. Um, so, uh, having said that, well, first of all, I commend Republicans for coming out and speaking out against him, but there are many people that tell me on the radio, even on television this morning on and off the air. And, you know, some people say, well, you know, people knew what he meant. It's really not about religion. It's like, no, if you ban all Muslims, it really is about religion. It's unconstitutional. That's not going to happen. The, the reality is that there is that element, uh, in the Republican party Maybe it's larger than the Republicans want to admit, Um, but Donald Trump could in fact become their nominee, and if he does, will they all rally around him? Because what's worse for them, uh, winning on principle and saving their party or watching Hillary walk into that office?
0: Yeah, and that uh, that's a uh, that's a great question. I think for a good number of them, and I don't say this optimistically or delusionally. I think for a good number of them, for the former, that they want to protect the party, they're going to be seeing some down ballot problems, and and not to sound like you know with dork speak there, but down ballot meaning on election day, state legislatures and state senates and the U.S. House, they're all going to be up for election and. When when that happens, and you're going to have the Donald Trump effect, Republicans not going to the polls, and Republicans repudiating the top of the ticket, and that's going to hurt the party as a whole. But if some of them come around and start saying, "Hey, you know, the 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 idea that uh, Trump is running, uh, we need to we need to protect the people that are the meat and potatoes of our party," I, you know, Leslie, I think there's another thing, another side to it. I think that Ted Cruz winning the nomination uh, would be would sort of be a more difficult position for the Republican Party than Donald Trump. Donald Trump, the party can easily distance themselves from. Ted Cruz, not so much. He's the junior senator from Texas. He's part of, even if a lot of them don't like him, he's part of the establishment of that party, and um, they, they would have to own him. And when you own Ted Cruz, you own a lot of the things in just a less brash way that Donald Trump gives you. And and I, you know, they can. But with Donald Trump, they can turn around and do exactly what we're talking about and say, hey, listen, I'm not going to not going to back this guy. I'm going to go with the party. And that's that's uh, something that people aren't talking about. But I think it's a really there's a nuanced difference between these two guys.
1: Most definitely. Ted Cruz sounds less radical than he used to. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if in the past. So I, I honestly don't think Donald Trump believes the rhetoric as of late. I think Ted Cruz may agree with him, just doesn't say it, in order to win. Do you know yeah, what I well, mean? And I don't yeah, know he, which is scarier, quite frankly.
0: Well, exactly. And I, I think that, um, listen, we know with Ted Cruz, because he's been in the arena longer, in the political arena, we know what he stands for and, and what his positions are on a lot of the issues that Trump is touching on. So in a way, he, he benefits from embracing trump or at least not attacking trump in the way that the others have because he knows that he could maybe inherit the the sort of the i don't know if radicals the right word but let's say fervent supporters of of donald trump's if trump were not to be uh not, not to win and and to be ahead in the south etc but you know, I think the point you're making is true, is that maybe he's lightened it a little bit to run, but everybody sort of knows what's underneath the surface with Ted Cruz. He does not keep a lot of secrets about his positions on issues, so even if his rhetoric is softer, he's got somebody else who's really pounding the pavement in front of him, makes it a little easier for him.
1: Uh, no question about that. Uh, Republicans before, whether it's evangelicals who say they wouldn't put their support behind a Mormon, they did when Mitt Romney uh, was their candidate. We've heard things of, uh, in the past over you know various candidates that have run and they didn't think would win and you know became the guy. Um, can Donald Trump unite a party? That he, in a sense, has divided further than it already was and fragmented further than it already was.
0: You know, I don't see, it. I don't see it happening. You have to want, you have to have desire on both sides in order to unite. You know, it's uh, you could chase that girl all the way down the altar if she doesn't want to marry you, she doesn't want to marry him, and and that's the same situation here with the party. There's enough of this Republican Party that wants nothing to do with this guy that it will be very difficult for them. To unite around him, what they may do is they may make other parts of that party stronger. I mean, we're speaking in fantasy land. I don't think that he's going to be the next president of the United States, but I and, and I doubt that he's going to be the nominee. But if he were to be the nominee, now, now tell
1: me that, Michael. Michael, I am. I don't know if it's just because I'm a pessimist. It's just because I look at and swallow the numbers. You know the way they come to me right now. But how? I mean, in South Carolina, Ted Cruz is, what, 16 percent? Donald Trump is 38 percent. He gets yep. South Carolina. I'm sorry, but he's got, you know, a steamroller paving the way to that nomination.
0: But, you know, the, but but he doesn't necessarily because the steamroller, when it gets further south and they start realizing that the seriousness, seriousness of this, a lot of southern Republicans don't go in that direction. A lot will. You know, Rick Santorum won uh, down there. Mitt Romney didn't. Newt Gingrich won in some states. Mitt Romney didn't. But the, the point is that you've seen this so much, Leslie. You've seen them go into these states. You've, you've It's rare that you see the steamroller for an open election. And uh, Hillary Clinton will be a steamroller most likely. I don't think there's a steamroller in Donald Trump, and I, that's why I say I doubt that it's going to happen. I think the dynamics change; they always do. He, he is no different than a lot of other candidates that have been that have had huge energy before them, um, and he's different as a candidate. But I'm talking about the dynamics of his energy, and that can change, and it changes pretty quickly. It changes, you know, after Iowa. It changes even in the week before. New Hampshire. We've seen that happen. We've seen people come out of Iowa. We've sat on television channels and on radio, and we've said, oh, this guy is unstoppable. There's nothing that's going to change us. And then, boom, they go to New Hampshire, and somebody else wins. And that takes a lot of the wind out of the sail. So it's a very – you know, the process takes a little bit out of these candidates, too.
1: Question, Michael. What happens to the Republican Party, in your opinion, if he is the nominee – or if he is not the nominee, and I say that because that fringe element of those that have extremist views, um, and and not and not just ignorant, not just lizard minded, which somebody said, today, yeah, <laughs> you know, reptilian. Um, that you know, the damage in a sense has been done. I mean, Donald Trump has lost the Hispanic vote for the Republican Party. Not that they had it. Uh, Donald Donald Trump has f- further pushed African Americans, women. And Hispanics away when Republicans need all of those groups, that voting pool more. Um, And, of course, um, Muslims, Japanese and all other Asian-Americans with uh, the defense of Manzanar (laughs) trying to link that to his latest comments about Muslims. So what happens to the Republican Party if he gets the nomination and if he doesn't? And I say that because isn't the damage already done?
0: Well, I mean, in a sense that the, the, a lot of the damage is done. I mean, I, listen, if, if they completely repudiate this guy and Ted Cruz and somebody like John Kasich wins the nomination, is the damage done? Uh, not as badly because they can say, listen, we, we we turned aside the people that wanted to speak with this rhetoric. Will that happen? No, that's not going to happen. Um, for this cycle and going forward, they're gonna have their work cut out with them with Hispanic uh, Americans. And that's not it's not just that, they didn't have them. They had a bigger chunk of them than they did the African-American vote. But it's a growing – it's the, the fastest-growing demographic in this country, and they are getting off on the wrong foot uh, – the wrong two feet with them. And that's going to hurt this party for a long time. They have very little sort of uh, ability to look – well down the road, they live for the moment right now as a party, and the moment's not going particularly well. But it, it may, you know, they, they can they can control the moment, but long term, they're not doing very well, and they're going to have to change the leadership of the party. I'm not saying change Paul Ryan and change Mitch McConnell. That Mitch McConnell will change, but they have to change the way they view their party they, if they want to win national elections and not just local and state elections. They're going to have to change the way they look at the electorate. And that's not going to happen overnight. So they're in a little bit of trouble.
1: Absolutely. Uh, We're going to take a break. We are back. Michael Stewart is our guest, political correspondent for Al Jazeera America. Michael, thank you for holding. Welcome back. We are talking about Trump. We are talking about the Republican Party. And, um, you know, what, tr- what Trump means uh, to the Republican Party. You know, I honestly, Michael, I, like I said, I don't think he really believes his rhetoric. I think he enjoys the game, the cameras, the lights, the attention. He, You know how most people, left or right, can laugh at themselves, make a joke about themselves? He can't handle people joking about him or joke about himself. I mean, he is... I, I, I don't know uh, – I'm not a psychologist, but definitely is one term that comes to mind.
0: Um, no, no, for sure he is. And you remember at the, a couple of years ago, President Obama made some jokes about him at the um, White House correspondence Dinner. Uh, there were birth certificate jokes at, at the time. It was just after Obama's birth certificate came out. And, and Trump was – totally unamused by it. So that speaks to exactly what you're just talking about Leslie too. and, and I think that one of um, the you know the things to be wary of with people like this is well you can say that he can't mean it or that he's having a good time with it or that this is an ego trip. but there are some famous ego trips in history that, that a lot of people fell for. And thought were just ego trips, and they weren't. And I think that's what you have to be wary of with someone like Donald Trump. And I think people are. I think people within the Republican Party are as well. Which is why I don't think it's going to be an easy road for him to get the nomination if he wants it. There's talk now. Of the Washington Post, Robert Costa, today, going with a story that Republicans are gathering because many are expecting a brokered convention, uh, and and that's not the way we expect brokered conventions to happen. In the fantasy that never gets realized, it's usually just you know, oh, there's. They're so tight, there's not enough delegates, and who's going to win? But this is really the, the party coming together and saying, we cannot let this happen.
1: If it were to happen, does Trump have – I mean, there we know many politicians that have said outlandish things, no new taxes. I mean, the list goes on to get into office. Right. Things that maybe weren't believable or weren't within their power alone to do. Right, like is anything digress, is anything saying. that Trump says uh, is anything that Trump says Michael within his power to do alone or with Congress I mean it's against the Constitution to have a religious litmus test for those entering this country
0: right I uh, uh, is anything uh, probably some of the uh, f- some of the banking and fiscal uh, suggestions he's made are uh, and uh, but th- th- this isn't executive order stuff. I mean, this is not the kind of stuff that that, that a president can wake up and, and demand and have done the way he can at the top of Trump Tower, not at all. So I think a lot of it, you know, it it was the same thing that people talked about in in not even in a racist way, but when Jesse Jackson ran for president in 1984, so much of what he talked about seemed undoable on civil rights and on on welfare and and those sorts of things. They're saying, well, even if he wins the presidency, people who didn't like him, there's no way he'll be able to. Get those things done. It's not any different now with Trump. There's a lot that he would not be able to get done. His honeymoon that he would have with the Congress that may be, an, you know, an obsolete thing now. Anyway, his honeymoon would would not be non-existent because he'd welcome he'd be welcomed by a Congress that wanted to do everything they could to make the four years go by as quickly as they could.
1: Uh, Let's take some comments and questions from Twitter. Um, One is Maria who says, I hope Trump does not get nominated. This country cannot have such a loose cannon as president. Let's go there for a second. Yeah. The damage is done to the party. If he were to become president, uh, we have less than a minute so quickly. What kind of damage is done to the relationship that America's tried hard to restore since the Bush-Cheney era?
0: Oh, it would be be, – it would be – reversed it would be difficult and people would look at us and i think they would laugh as they are now when they see his ascent already
1: all right michael uh, love having you we will have you again on the program soon as you know uh, we like having you here, Michael Shore is political correspondent for Al Jazeera America. They're a U.S. cable news channel. They cover domestic and international news. They do a great job. You should check them out. They can be seen around America on Comcast channel 107, Time Warner Cable Dish channel 216, Direct TV channel 347, Verizon FiOS channel 614, and AT&T UVerse channel 1219. Once again, you can follow Michael on Twitter at Michael Shore at M I C H A E L S H U R E. You can. And follow Al Jazeera America at AJAM, and the website is america.aljazeera.com.